1: Citizens of the Reject Nation, you read the title of this video correctly. I have not seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Mentioned that in our Wonka trailer reaction I did with John and Coy. You see, every single month, I put together a giant list of movies. I send it out to all the hosts, and I find out who has not seen what so I can do the proper pairings and blah, 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 blah. And I am the only one on the channel who has not seen this classic. So you're getting a Greg Solo today. With that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, please go ahead, leave a like on this video. Also subscribe and click the notification bell to get notified when we got something that pops up in your notification feed that piques your interest. Thank you to Prepper for helping us edit down these highlights. Also, massive thank you to all who have joined our Patreon for the month of December. Just this entire year, it's been our most successful year thus far. Over there, you can get the full-length garage watch-alongs where you sync up with your own copy of Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory but John and I also cover several things over there exclusively with the highlights and watch-alongs included Timothy Chalamet's uh, Wonka movie finally coming out here now is the perfect time to finally cover this because of algorithm stuff so who can I trust to run the factory when I leave uh... that's why I decided a long time ago that I had to find a child Be very honest loving child to whom I can tell all my most precious candy-making secrets good thing you fixed him at random so the factory is yours Charlie you can move in immediately what happens to the, the rest? whole family of I want you to bring them all really everyone
0: don't forget what happened to the man who suddenly got everything he always wanted what happened he lived happily ever after
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a great movie this movie is actually so good. <laughs> Big f- surprise. <laughs> oh my God. What happened to Peter Ostrom? Ostrom? Aloha Reject Nation, Greg here. So as many of you guys know, most of my days are a couple of hours of filming and then most of the time it's dedicated to like editing and a bunch of other computer work, often accumulating to like 10 to 12 hours a day. And on top of that, comfort food is like my life's biggest vice. But as many of you also know, working out and getting healthier has been a massive component for me this year in particular. So in this whirlwind, I have found myself a perfect ally for quick, healthy meals. America's number one meal kit, a meal kit that I have subscribed to prior to ever agreeing And working with them. So, yes, this is a genuine testimony. And that is, of course, for Hello Fresh. And Hello Fresh isn't just about ease, it's about bringing health and flavor to your doorstep. In this holiday season, forget about the stress of planning meals for your health-conscious friends. Friends like me, who will breathe down the back of your neck being like, I can't eat that. That's unhealthy. So with HelloFresh, I'm looking forward to hosting holiday dinners that are not only delicious, but also cater to healthy lifestyles. Best part, the variety. It is incredible. I'm pescatarian, so they have these delicious meals just like Dijon onion crunch salmon over lemon broccoli spaghetti. And for my more plant-based days, the vegan maple carrot power bowls. They aren't just meals, they're culinary adventures. I learned the word culinary. During a long day, the last thing I want to do is spend a while cooking. <laughs> and that's where HelloFresh's 15-minute meals are a lifesaver. They're quick, nutritious, and oh-so-tasty perfect for my nonstop lifestyle. So why not join me in making this holiday season both health-conscious and delicious with HelloFresh? With over 45 recipes and seasonal add-ons to choose from every week, there's always something new to try. And here's something to cheer about. Go to HelloFresh.com RejectsFree. And use code RejectsFree for free breakfast for life. That accurate? That sounds way too good to be true. There's no way that can be true. Go to hellofresh.com slash rejectsfree and use code rejectsfree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box, as long as your subscription is active. Tag your HelloFresh creations with hashtag HelloFreshPix and at HelloFresh. And let's cook up some fun and healthiness, Reject Nation. Remember, it's America's number one meal kit. Okie dokie, ladies and gentlemen, uh, boys and girls ah i quite loved this movie prior to starting it i was a bit apprehensive you see when i was like really really young don't ask me what scene i just remember having a thought when i was a kid going oh wait, no okay let me start this again all righty guys well if you're listening to this on uh, apple or spotify please rate that video we got a real rejects podcast going for those watching us here on youtube i'm trying to I'm trying to conduct this for two different audiences—one who just hear and one who can see. Anywho, I uh, just watched Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, first time ever, and a little bit of background here. Probably should have given this on the—I said it on the Patreon one, but I should, should give it on the YouTube one. So I did. I did see the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie, the one that Tim Burton did when it first came out in the theaters. I barely remember it. I mean that with the utmost sincerity. Barely remember what happens in that film. Uh, I remembered like basically about that Charlie eventually gets the chocolate factory and then Johnny Depp's a little creepy. Um, But I honestly kind of part of my brain was was racking itself going, he he gets does he get the chocolate factory? I was like asking myself that. I was like, I think he gets the chocolate factory, but I don't remember if he does and yeah it's like the idea i definitely didn't remember it well enough to like be making comparisons or or have an idea of, of like oh here's what the structure of the movie is i don't even remember if this slug worth or whatever the hell this guy's name was is is in the giant depp one or not like I, so that was like the the most association i had with it and um when i was a kid i i, I saw maybe like 30 seconds of this on tv and must have been like really, really young, and I went. This looks like an old movie. I don't want to watch it, and I just never did. But here I am now, and I, I loved it. I really did love it, and it, it, it is such a fascinating experience because while you know it, while it is from an older era, I do find the way this movie is executed to feel rather timeless. Like I, I wasn't distracted by the period in which it was captured if anything like it actually helps amplify the experience and the magic behind it of making this feel even more fantastical by the era it's set in so i don't know like if i guess my question that i'm asking is the year in which the, i don't know if this movie makes it explicitly clear when it takes place like what year it does, because this is all a fictional world of, of this guy with this amazing chocolate factory and everyone just wants a piece of that candy. Uh, I, I don't know what year it takes place in, in, in the movie itself, but is it supposed to take place for whatever year this movie came out in the 70s? Is it supposed to take place then? Does this take place in the 70s what I'm asking? I don't know. You guys can let me know below, uh, but I actually feel like the it, it encapsulates it more in a way that does have it feel a lot more magical due to that fact. Uh, and I, I love the production design of everything. It's everything is so vibrant. It pops. Uh, the entire film just had this sort of uh, whimsical elegance about it. It's it's structured in a in kind of an odd way. If there was one bit of criticism that I might, God, it's strange because the first like 40 minutes, you don't go to Willy Wonka. You're like kind of building him up, right? And I really love that. Part of the the movie a lot, like my heart was so in it when it came to everyone looking for the golden tickets and kind of hopping around the world and seeing who's who and and how everyone responds to this. And it was really funny. It seemed like the, this play on society that I was really enjoying. And and Charlie, who is the guy who plays Charlie? My God, I gotta look him up. I got, I just gotta look him up, and I'm gonna kill the dead air. While I'm here. Uh, 1971 is when this came out. Because, yeah, I don't don't know if this this kid is still alive. Uh, He's not a kid anymore, that's for sure. Is he alive? Peter Ostrom. Did he only do one movie? Is that it? What happened to him? What happened to this guy? I don't even see, like, modern-day photos of him. Okay, well he was in something called Remembering Gene Wilder, uh, in twenty, twenty, thirty. So I imagine he's still around and kicking it a little bit. But anyway, um I thought he was excellent. Uh he, he really captured this sort of like innocence, this this purity that felt just so multi-layer. Like, yeah, he's got this like optimism, this hopefulness and um this uh, he exudes uh, empathy and all, all the, basically all the qualities that Willy Wonka lists about him, you know, with the, the honesty and the integrity. And, and at the same time, he's got this like resilience and perseverance about his, his attitude that I, that, that I, uh, I love so much because whenever an obstacle was thrown his way, he would try to find a way to be optimistic. He never like got too down in the gutters about anything. And, i i feel like just the way he was played was perfect i really cared about him and it you could feel kind of that the, the way how true optimism ought to be executed is you got to have that feeling of uh, you're, you're constantly up against the wall of feeling defeated and that's why you have to have optimism for example like if if you were to pl- have courage you must have an element of fear otherwise what's the point of courage because courage has to be the thing that's counteracting against fear, right? And I really think he he embodied that so well. And like the relationship with his grandpa that I thought, well, Grandpa Joe is the character's name. Uh, again, uh, you know, even though he is an elderly man, he, I thought he had such a, a youthful spirit about him as well. And for him to be sort of this uh, storyteller and mentor to Charlie was great. Like, I just really love the characters, And I wasn't expecting that because they had such a curiosity and enthusiasm about them that, and and so much support and love as well. So all that like layered onto it with really catchy tunes really catchy songs and, and very appealing visuals and the way it's the movies also edited it moved like the first 40 minutes kind of felt like it was edited sort of like a martin scorsese movie which which is the last thing i expected to say when going into a willy wonka film but it did remind me a bit of like a scorsese fast-paced editing style of something that he would have made in in the 70s but you know just a lot more pg friendly and less gangster catholic driven and so i really i really loved it because there was such a youthful spirit about it uh, from beginning to end, and then when you get to like Willy Wonka, the movie then adapts. You know what it does? It's it's actually now that I'm thinking about like what the words I was about to say, it suddenly made me appreciate it because the first forty minutes, while you do cut around to other people, it's still primarily you are watching it from Charlie's perspective, and and then when you get to Willy Wonka. Now you are the audience observing, like you are one of the golden ticket winners who are on this journey with with Willy Wonka. And, and you're just trying to figure out who this guy is, because it's like Gene Wilder nailed it. You know, um, I, I remember like not minding the, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Johnny Depp one. Uh, but clearly, I've never cared to revisit it. I don't. Really, it didn't leave an impression on me when I was younger. I, I definitely didn't hate it. I remember thinking it was creepier. Um, but I, but what what they did here with, with Gene Wilder and I, you know, and just kind of having a bit of an understanding of, of how Gene Wilder operates, I imagine he was very much creatively involved more than we might expect. Ah, uh, yeah, he was very eccentric, very whimsical. Uh, I think he does capture that creative innovative side of Willy Wonka Uh, but yet there's that mystery the, the the secrecy behind him that it is very captivating and same time he's got the the dark humor and he's got this sarcasm and yet there's still a um a depth behind those eyes like i believe that whole speech at the end that that was the entire motive even if even if there was a bit of a ploy there in order to provoke charlie into giving up the slug nugget the i don't remember what it was called the candy thing to to test him uh i i you still believe this this um this sadness and this melancholy there's a bit of like a melancholy and a bit of vulnerability to him i thought it's actually a really multi-layered performance, even though it's not one where you're like, ah, here's how he starts and here's his character arc or something like that that's like explicitly clear. And while a big part of it is to kind of keep you at a distance and make him mysterious and a bit like mischievous and do I really trust this guy? He seems a little bit scary, but I also kind of love him. I believed every... I felt like the unpredictability and the uh, overall ambiguity of... Right, that's the right choice of words. The, the unpredictability ambiguity of of this character, Gene Wilder, just embodied it so well. Uh, uh, my uh, initial impression, of, and I made a comment about it while I was doing the reaction, uh, though, is that I did kind of feel like we lost sight. While we do become the audience, kind of observing Willy Wonka, and you are kind of hopping back and forth between how Willy Wonka is observing and stuff, and, and that is like the overall game. I did. Find myself like losing a sense of that connection with Charlie, which was the the thing that the movie hooked me in when the first forty minutes is uh, we are living vicariously through Charlie. He's the character who we are latched onto, and then through a lot of the journey throughout the chocolate factory, you're not really in Charlie's perspective, and you don't really cut to him a lot. And I I did miss I did I did find myself craving that. The last thing I expected to, to say was I just wanted to spend more time with Charlie while we're in the chocolate factory. And I, I do think that is one of the the like because while I while I I have two sides two feelings about it. And it's possible to have two feelings, and I got two feelings about it. One is I love being in the audience perspective and just watching Willy Wonka do. I keep wanting to call Willy Wonka Charlie. Uh, watching Willy Wonka do his thing. And then the other side is, oh, but I, I'm the character journey of being in Charlie's shoes and getting a little bit more nuggets of, of, of like maybe Willy Wonka observing Charlie and seeing how it contrasts against the choices that the other kids do. I did find myself missing some of that, but by the time you get to the finale and, and I still really enjoyed the journey throughout the chocolate factor. I did I Like it's psychedelic. It's weird as hell. Um, but i i loved it I, I did love it and then when you do get to the the final moments it is it is extremely touching and it it does feel cathartic you know and and earned and like i could see how there's some things that maybe the story might not have aged as strong as people might i don't know i don't really give a shit like the one, the one thing that comes to mind is it seems a little bit moralistic, you know? It kind of seems judgmental of people, but whatever. This is a fucking movie from the 70s, and it's a family film, and they're keeping it simple. They're keeping it simple, and I, and I really liked it. But but even if you do have that feeling, I think there's a lot of great morality lessons. There's a lot of like good cautionary tale stuff about um, things against the deadly sins, you know, the greed, gluttony, uh, laziness. And, and uh, I... I feel like there is uh like commentary on wealth disparity and, and and also the appreciation of you know just like family and connection and this the simple the simple things of life you know but also uh the encouragement on imagination you know like the songs really speak a lot of volumes to that and and and, and the value of, of being a, a of maintaining integrity and and, um, I, I also imagine that there's probably some, um, I don't imagine, I think it's there in the movie there, there seems to be like commentary too on, on parenting and, and the importance of how you raise a kid and how a lot of this is instilled in the value of like, cause you got the grandpa, like the dad's not around for Charlie, but you got grandpa and Charlie. And then here you're watching the relationship between a, like either a father and a a child or a mother and a child and you're watching how these children develop and how the parents kind of spoil them. And there seems to be a lot of uh, emphasis on parenting as well. And that how important that is to the development of a child. Uh, I I really loved that aspect of it. And just um, overall, yeah, it's great. It's great film with the enigmatic qualities of Willy Wonka, but there's just this spirit of innovation throughout and while there's like some um, cautionary tale elements to it with wonderful music and great performances solid direction all around and just a lot of heart it just has a lot of heart i thought this was a really solid film and i could see why it stands the test of time and i don't even i have no nostalgia for this and i i found myself very much moved and i'm very surprised by it just how much I ended up loving it. I thought I'd be more here going, you know, I really appreciated it and I could see why people like it, but let me tell you why I think people really like it. Uh, I did not actually expect to walk out of this movie going, wow, I really did love it. Um, and, and I loved it before we even got to Willy Wonka. And that to me is a testament to this movie's strength. But guys, uh, how do you feel about Willy Wonka on the Chocolate Factory? Do you like the Johnny Depp one? And uh, are you excited for the Timothy May one? What is your favorite moment from here? Uh, if there's something I did not talk about that you wish talked about, well, you can talk about it in the comments below. Thank you again, and uh, I'll catch you all soon. Thank you guys so much for being here, Reject Night.
0: John, pick a name, any name. Oh, how about...
1: <sighs> Maria Hammond. Maria Hammond, you know what you're getting for Christmas this year? Ooh. You're gonna get. You know, I thought of a really dirty joke, and then I thought, you know, as as close as we've gotten, I, I still am like, I feel like I'm <laughs> one joke away from completely <laughs> ruining all goodwill we have established with each other, Maria. Mm. So now I'm not as confident. Careful, Should man. I just go for it? It's, I think it's a it's super light. For- Dirty joke. It's, like, not even that dirty, but I was like, you know, we're always like, ah, you're like the mother on our Patreon, yeah. and you're like a son, and I was like, that would be kind of weird if I made a dirty joke.
0: Well, I, I mean, it depends on if the joke is about that context, I guess. All right, okay, there's a way to make both of this work. All right,
1: yeah. Mar- Maria, you're going to get a Polaroid of me naked this year, <laughs> and then you're going to go... Greg, you're like a son of me. You
0: should have <laughs> sending me these photos. Why would you paint <laughs> our relationship
1: this way? And I think if there's one thing you love more than receiving gifts is giving gifts. Oh, sure. And yeah. you will give me the gift, a lesson mm. in behavior of knowing when I'm crossing the line. Hey, and you gotta cross the line to find it. Based off of the scrutinization you get, to dish my way mm-hmm. for being um, a callous with my behavior. Yes, keeping you honest. So I appreciate you, Maria, always
0: keeping me in check. My sweet, sweet hot mom, you. <laughs> <laughs> Greggy's mom has got it going on yes, this she Christmas. she does. Yeah. Look and I'm going to get you a ham. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and I'll get you some almonds, and then you can... Trust the ham. It can be ham, ham. Where'd you get the al- almond from? Uh, I thought the first half of it- Hammond is ham, and the second half is mund, and the second half of almond is also mund. So I was like, I'm getting this her a Polaroid of me naked, and <laughs> you're getting her an almond. You said you're getting her a ham. Yeah. I can, I can, uh, I'll paint the ham a, is, a the self ham portrait of myself and in send addition it to too. her right. in addition to the almond. Sorry about the letdown there, Maria. It's okay, anyway, I, no, it's up to you to decide if it's okay.
1: We love you, dear. Merry Christmas. I hope you have a good one with your family this year. You deserve it. You
0: do.